Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right. Let's see if I can nail this title. <laughs> yeah, we just I'm not saw gonna attempt it. <laughs> three billboards in Ebbing's Ebbing, Ebbing, Missouri. I think that's it. Okay. All right. On the count of three, we will give our one to ten rating. One, one two, two, three, three eight. nine point five. Oh wow. I. I'm looking forward to reacting to this one because I, the whole movie was enjoying, I think I am partial to movies, um, with dark humor, which this had a lot of, Uh where you are laughing at times, but you feel like you shouldn't be laughing or you start laughing and then you think, oh, that wasn't supposed to be a funny moment Uh or something that's not very funny happens and you end up laughing. I whatever that is when um, writers and stories hit those kind of uncomfortable places in between tunnel shifts um, I always enjoy that and I think they're hit whenever they do that they're they're striking some chord mm-hmm. um, that makes me makes my brain work hard mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily get anywhere mm-hmm. with it I don't necessarily go ah oh, let's be philosophical about why I'm yeah hesitant to laugh or laughing even though I feel a little uncomfortable doing it but I appreciate it I enjoy that uh-huh. so all that to say I can't even really tell you <laughs> I wanted to give it such a high score but uh-huh. I can talk a little bit about things that I did like yeah um, well I liked it a lot at the beginning like the very beginning and then I was like uh, the writing's kind of bugging me. Like, there's some dialogue things I didn't like. And then I, once uh, Willoughby committed suicide, I was like, wow, this is this is a big tonal shift. Uh, I'm interested. I'm curious what goes on here. And I, I didn't really get it. I was having a little trouble following some of the humor, I think. And uh, like you pointed out, it's it's a very jarring movie. You're you're constantly being constantly. jerked this way and that way. Constantly. And I I didn't have enough faith because I don't know anything about the writer director. I didn't have enough faith in his abilities to feel confident that I was going to enjoy the outcome of, mm. of all this craziness. Because mm-hmm. I've I've seen plenty of movies that that made me feel that way, and at the at the end, I was just like, that was really frustrated yeah (laughs) and i i regret having put faith in the direction of this movie uh like ooh, this is gonna be interesting but but um the ending i thought was fantastic right right which made it worth it yeah i thought this is one of the weirdest movies about forgiveness i've ever seen yeah (laughs) uh and i got a little hints of it you know the, the first taste of it which maybe there's plenty more before this but when the kid who gets or window boy as he calls it oh my gosh window boy when window boy realizes the guy with the burns next to him in the hospital 
is the guy who threw him out the window and still gives him orange juice. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just thought that was very touching. And I was like, oh, I, I wonder if this part of the movie is going to be about these characters who've been pretty awful to each other, kind of uh, making um, amends. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't, again, I didn't want to think too soon because it was kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> things, were, things were happening all over the place. Well, I think that something I was appreciating during the whole movie is that it was kind of showing in a very intense, you know, pressure cooker kind of a way that, um, that every human has a capacity to all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I've, they just exaggerated that by having people in one breath horrifying us and in the next breath um being so sweet and and saying baby and you know like so there's a bunch of moments like that and it starts off that way too Mm. like she comes in um to get the billboard and it's very like western into the saloon slow motion you know and um asks red for the billboards and everything and you can see her really tough exterior uh, and then she flips over the little beetle that's yeah. struggling. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that sets the tone for the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. So it's like no matter I how horrible you yeah. think these people are going to be, uh-huh. every single one of them also has this other side to them. And another instance of that that I remember is um, when she's with um, Woody... Harrelson. Har- Harrelson? Yeah, we can call him Willoughby. <laughs> <laughs> I know him well as an actor, guys. Woody I Harrelson. just forget his last name sometimes. Um, when they're in the interrogation room, yeah, and they're really going at each other, and they're being really nasty, mm-hmm. and then he coughs blood, and she instantly is completely affectionate, not at all, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she calls him baby in that moment, yeah, um, and immediately switches to being kind and helpful and sympathetic. Uh-huh. So, and there's tons, I mean, it just happens constantly. It happens with their son. Uh, you know, the, the mother-son relationship is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, where they'll seem like a normal mother-son and then instantly are, um, you know, saying horrible things to each other. Yeah. And then it flips once again back to... Um, something somewhat supportive or sympathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and I feel like it just constantly keeps you guessing. Or um, Willoughby with his kids, you know, like <laughs> saying, God damn it, every wor- other word <laughs> yeah. to his kids that he loves dearly, knowing that this is the last time he's going to see them. Yeah. And somehow to our ear, we know that he's being very loving to them yeah. and when he's instructing them on how to catch the uh-huh. <laughs> the teddy bears with the fishing poles and yeah. ultimately we know our brains translate this is a loving moment with a father but i think if we hadn't been introduced to this character before we would have thought this is horrible yeah. you know? so um yeah it's it's kind of like we're i don't know here's jill gonna try to be a bit philosophical (laughs) or just these everybody is capable of being a rotten person Uh everyone is capable of being the kindest gentlest person everything in between um so how can we 
I don't know, find each other's, um, if we all know we have the capacity to be all those things. The the mercy on switch. Yeah. How do we, you know, um, I think. Yeah, because I... The orange I, juice was is kind of one of those moments. Yeah. Well, I also like that, on the other hand, it's not like the second you show weakness, that's going to trigger mercy in somebody. So, mm-hmm. for example, when Willoughby's like, you know, I have cancer. And he's like, she's like, yeah. Right. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Do you think that's going to make me give you a pass for not finding my daughter's killer? Yeah. It's kind of like saying, yeah, the world sucks. Like, sure, yeah. life sucks. Yeah, and my daughter was killed and raped. You know, I feel like she's kind of that way about it. Like, that doesn't mean anything. But when I see you actually coughing up blood and suffering. And also, in that moment, he was kind of trying to manipulate her a little bit. Mm -hmm, You can mm -hmm. tell just by the way he said it. Like he he was a practice line. He was playing the cancer card. Whereas when he coughs blood, he was not practiced. That was a genuine, uh, you know, death knell. And she And he was horrified by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and then what, and then I really like it at the end, you know, it's kind of like both of these two characters, I'd say the one that we want to be the protagonist, yeah, Francis McDormand, the one we want to be the villain, um, the cop who gets burned are both in the car together wondering, are, do we actually want to kill someone? Do we actually kind of want to commit this ultimate, Mm -hmm. um, evil act together? And they're not sure, and they're gonna, you know, together go and and figure it out. So again, I think it's a similar um, acknowledging we both want to do this, we both have the capacity to do this. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do it? And so we end with the protagonist, possible pro- <laughs> sort of protagonist and sort of villain, yeah, together equally facing the same kind of question. Yeah. Can I tell yeah. everybody about Francis McDormand? Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to work at an, a nice small inn, um, and Francis McDormand was shooting uh, Olive Kittredge, which that character actually reminded me of her character in this HBO miniseries. Yeah, and um, so she was filming it in the area and needed to stay at the inn for a month or so, um, and so I got to interact with her a little bit um I I definitely was I was a little shy to introduce myself and ask her lots of questions but it was fun to be around her and 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 hear her and her extremely genuine way and my favorite moment of her is when she had come in from taking a walk out in the dunes or the woods and she was wearing a horseshoe crab shell on her head (laughs) and was holding two bunches of berries in either hand <laughs> just appeared in our little coffee area like that and I think just said something like look what I found on my walk <laughs> um, yeah. you, and, you and her bonded very very quickly she's a delight yeah. I don't think she would say she well. bonded with me I bonded with her person <laughs> I was just smitten with her yeah. um, personality I thought she was quite lovely and quite genuine and didn't require any sort of um, privacy from other guests. She did, could care less that other guests were around. And Well, on that note, yes. now that you're talking about <laughs> the moment that she had with that other guest. So this is David's favorite moment yeah. that I tell that about I, yeah. Francis McDormand. I didn't get to experience any of this. <laughs> there was one celebrity guest she had, Richard Jenkins, and she had enough of a heads up 
that she was able to tell me, David, he's going to come back at 6 p.m. And so I was in the lobby with a magazine <laughs> that I didn't read a word of as I just stalked <laughs> Richard Jenkins. <laughs> check into his from an armchair anyway so that's this is i just vicariously lived through jill's celebrity yeah experiences so um another time so because there are other guests around she very frequently and i think because she's not such a um recognizable um star you know like big time star she's a character actor she's a character actor she's she's done more than that but i think she's still in that category so it's just enough that i think people see her and recognize her but don't know why and so multiple times i'd hear guests go i'm so sorry but i feel like i know you from something do we know each other and she would always in the most um sincere um Matter of fact, matter of fact way, so pleasant would say, "Oh, I'm an actress. You know me because you've seen me in movies. Because <laughs> I act in movies." <laughs> I remember just thinking, "My gosh, I wish if I ever got to a level like that, I wish I could have that sort of um, instead of going um, self-assuredness." Um, you know? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> uh, no way apologetic. Anyway, this is just turning into the Francis McDormand podcast right yeah. now. She was great. I thought <laughs> Sam Rockwell was great, too. Uh, Which one is Sam Rockwell? He's, he's the the bad cat. Yeah. Great character arc. At the beginning, because I didn't really in any way see where it was going, I was like, wow, they're really laid it on thick that this guy's a bad cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... I think on a rewatch, I could enjoy him a I lot I mean, a more. little... All, these characters are also... It certainly isn't realism. You no, know, the characters no. are, are pulled to extremes. Yeah. Um, I really was glad to see that um, the red character... Just call him Window Boy. Window Boy. Was an, a good guy, finally. Uh, yeah. I've said this to David so many He's times. This actor has been such a jerk smarmy awful yeah and I was like that actor that poor actor needs to be in like a rom-com or something (laughs) soon (laughs) or else he's gonna be stuck doing that role forever and he got it you know I didn't I didn't like the scene with the green screen deer and (laughs) Francis McDormand talking to it because it it was obviously a green screen deer David I'm sure that had a dear David can you tell that I'm on a green screen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that had an effect. I well, I also didn't really like her talking to her slippers. Uh, it just. I thought I actually think the slippers moment, yeah, though, made me chuckle. I did not think fit. Uh, I think that it felt kind of like that would be quirky and and funny yeah. or cute, and I was like, this isn't helping. The deer moment I liked. Okay. Because, again, I think it showed a side of her that we needed to see, a sustained moment of gentleness. I See, to me, I got that she was gentle. Like, I never... I never... I just think it was a reminder to us all. Just too over the top. Like, too quirky, too... You know what? David's actually just getting a little bit defensive because he loves the queen so much. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he's like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, she talks to deer better than... Princess. You're gonna have an older woman talking to a deer scene. Get Helen Mirren. Yeah, and watch the queen take a heck of a lot of notes, and then just realize <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Helen Mirren already killed it. Rip this page no, out of the script. She didn't kill it. Oh, she, sorry. That's the whole Helen point. Helen Mirren <laughs> already spared it. 
No, not spirited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Helen Mirren already uh, blow darted it. Oh, darn it. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, David. I want to. I want to know more about why the the death of Willoughby, mm-hmm. which is from Sense and Sensibility, by the way. Maybe that was a joke that the they death had. Of Willoughby. Sorry, no, the name Willoughby. Oh. Because they were like, is that from Shakespeare or something? Uh, and she was like, the importance of being earnest. Although probably everybody listening is going to be like, Oscar it's Wilde. also an importance. Oh, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> I don't know who, what he wrote. Anyway, but. no matter. Um, when he shoots himself, that was a catalyst for a lot of events. And I am I'm also a little stuck on that. I feel like maybe if I had more time to... to unpack that I could I could kind of see what that was doing in the uh-huh. story and and but I am struggling to get there now the, not, not that I dislike that choice but I I want to know more about it I want to uh, well that to me that uh, renewed my interest in the movie although I was getting annoyed around that time because I really didn't get the Willoughby's wife character she annoyed me I didn't see her purpose at all. What was her accent? Yeah, first of all, her it's accent really interesting. was distracting. I, I know that not everyone in Missouri has a Missouri accent, but I didn't, like, with with so many extre- extreme archetypes <laughs> uh, in that movie, a Missouri, like, UK accent um, just didn't really fit very well. But, but it was more than that. I... I just didn't understand, especially since nothing about her character paid off by the end. It just seemed like a lot of screen time devoted to a character that doesn't serve the story. I guess I, I just mean, like, these letters that he mm-hmm. gives, because, I don't know, oh, I feel oh, like, like there's significance to it. Like, yeah. he he writes three letters mm-hmm. to his wife, to Francis, and to Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> um so all that to say, we're well, home, and there's more to it, I guess. And yeah. I just, I, I think that uh, to Francis, it was a forgiveness because he paid for her billboards. Uh-huh. So he's saying, "I forgive you." Okay. Um, so he that was like the the spark, I think, of this like mass forgiveathon that the characters <laughs> go on. But I, I, I didn't have my antennae up at all to think about what the significance of is letter to his wife was it just kind of felt silly and and yeah pointless, but <laughs> i agree i agree his wife was not the best developed character or again just don't develop her keep leave her as a four or five line character and right i, I just was confused by her yeah sorry you were trying to wrap up <laughs> well i'm just now thinking i might move it down a little i'm gonna move my score down Guys, I'm going to bring it down <laughs> to an 8.5. One whole point. I'm down. bringing mine up to an 8.5. Oh. Wow. David. Um, guess we'll go inside now. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.